always take the truth with a grain of salt and your margaritas. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 12. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me are my co-hosts Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. In the late 90s, there was a TV show called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which featured five stories that defied explanation. We all watched it. We all loved it. We enjoyed it. But only some of those stories actually happened. And at the end of the show, they would tell us which were based on real events and which were completely made up. Well, fast forward to 2017. Each week, we watch an episode to that old show, discuss those stories, and make our own predictions before we find out the truth. And to be honest, you don't have to have seen this old show. Nope. If you like strange stories, you will enjoy this show. And this week, we would like to welcome a special guest host, Melissa. Okay, wait a second. I forgot to ask you about I this. I know. Dunham Tenny. Tenny Dunham. It's confusing. Melissa, I... you got married recently. Oh, well, not recently, like two years ago. I should oh, know wow. this. You know, Melissa Dunham Tenny is fine. Melissa Dunham Tenny. Yeah. Is that what you go by? It's or? weird because I have a professional name, which is just my maiden name, Melissa Dunham. And okay. then I have my legal name, which is Melissa Dunham Tenny. It's confusing. So I now wish everyone, I never changed my now, name. Now people know <laughs> the legal side of you and the professional <laughs> side. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief. Melissa also hosts Hashtag Obsessed, a podcast that they you just kind of dive into. Our obsessions, other people's obsessions. It's really just fun girl chat between two besties. And we will, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Chris and I have actually heard multiple episodes and we will dive in. Uh, maybe we'll talk about our own obsessions. Maybe yeah. we won't have any time for that. But until until then, I would like to ask you because I always ask everyone. <laughs> I always ask everyone that comes on: Is there a story in your life that could be considered to be supernatural, super coincidental, paranormal, anything like that, or or uh, beyond belief as as, as the all encompassing? That term would for fit. That. that would fit. It would fit. So I was really excited when you you told me you were going to ask me this question, but I ever since I was about. 12 or 13, I've had a lot of weird paranormal experiences that I don't think we've ever talked about before. No. But I don't really have like a good juicy story. It's more just like a lot of weird shit has happened okay. to me. And so it's like a culmination of things. Yeah, but I think that the time when it was happening the most was my senior year in college when I lived in off-campus housing with three terrible roommates. Um, a lot of weird stuff happened in that apartment. One oh, night. Sure. I, a lot of... I'm listening. Got, <laughs> Didn't got, that happen to everybody <laughs> off-campus housing? I know. <laughs> no, but it got it got so weird that I had to talk to um, the housing office and ask them if anybody had died in the building. Wait, so what many, kind of things were happening? Like, um, I was seeing a lot of, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the term shadow people before. Yes. Okay, this, the term they already also, is creeping me out. Well, they could also be Tulsa's, right? I think that's the uh, no. a synonymous thing. <laughs> that's a city. Thing. <laughs> I was like, Tulsa, Tulsa Oh, no, no, Tulpas. That's what I meant. Tulpas? I've never heard that, that term. Is that like a Star Wars creature? It sounds like Or it. just people from Oklahoma, which is right. equally can be terrifying. Uh, yeah. No offense to the Oklahoma people listening to the podcast. Sorry. Um, but it got it got so crazy that I did I did ask them and they said, no, nobody's ever died before. What's going on? I was like, never mind, it's fine. Um <laughs> But one night all of my roommates were were gone and I was I was home alone and I was writing a paper and I started hearing knocking coming from inside my closet. Like knock knock. And I turned around, it stopped. Oh. And I was like, all right. Kept writing my paper. And then and they knocked again. They 
in quotations, knocked again. And I was so freaked out. I was too scared to open my closet. Of I called course. a friend. They, I sat on my bed. Um, a friend came over. Um, and about an hour later, we opened the closet. Of course, nothing was there. So you hear knocking. But could it have been like a neighbor hammering something in the wall? No, because the other side of my sliding glass door closet was a hallway. Oh. And there was nobody above. Ooh. I have so many stories. A lot of them are visual. Not vi- The things when, when auditory things happen, that's when it's really scary because you're like, there's no way I made that up. Sure. Right. Weird shit like this happened all the time. And it got so crazy that I actually contacted a paranormal investigator. Really? But they told me that I had to have consent from all of my roommates to do any kind of like readings or come and do a full investigation. Wow. And, and they said, they said no. They thought I was really weird, which like, huh. <laughs> 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 I was. But no, weird. Weird stuff like that has happened to me all the time. And at this point, Brandon just says, like, don't tell me right this now your husband. in our bedroom. And he's saying, oh, like, yeah, my husband. leave these stories out of <laughs> he, Please don't tell my me life. my self-esteem can't Yeah, so yeah. basically, I okay. see weird shit all the time. You want to hear about it? I have a lot of stories to tell you. I don't think I've ever seen Mark as scared. Yeah, the Mark's... Uh, <laughs> did anyone hear that? Hold on. Look, that wasn't me. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. That let's thank you, Melissa, yeah, for creepy. sharing. Very yes. creepy. Very <laughs> creepy story. Thank you for sharing. Speaking of creepy stories, we don't have any of those on the podcast today. Um, we've got <laughs> goofy. <laughs> no, there's some, trying really hard to be. Definitely some goofy uh, segments uh, and stories coming up today. But let's go ahead and dive in. The first story of today's episode is called Bright Lights. Uh, hi, my name's uh, Gunner. How you doing? Actually, I'm a little tired. Uh, I'd really like to buy you a cup of coffee. Well, I've already had three cups. And I gotta get back on the road. I don't hear any footsteps behind me. That's good. Maybe I'm being paranoid, but I feel like I'm being followed. All right, Chris, give us a summary of the story. What happened here? Okay, if you guys remember the story about the lady who gets psychic messages about the stock market, Mm -hmm. that woman is back. And this time, she has car trouble. It looked like the same actress. It did. It might have been. That was a great tagline. Thank you. It's good. It's about a woman who's at this bar and there's these really skeevy guys that are creeping her out and she leaves the bar and starts driving away and then she notices that there's a big truck that pulls up behind her and starts flashing his lights and she assumes it's one of the guys from the bar. So she gets really scared and eventually she loses control of the car, swerves to a stop and she can't start it. The truck... Pulls up, the guy gets out. And it is the guy from the bar. And it is the guy from the bar. He has a shotgun. He walks up to her, pointing the gun at her. He tells her to get out of the car, and he's very rushed about it. She gets out, and then she realizes that he's not pointing the gun at her. He's pointing the gun at a man that's in the backseat of her car that's been there the whole time that she didn't notice who was going to kill her. So he saved. So the guy that she was so terrified of was the guy who saved her life. There you go. So is it oh. possible that a man saw someone in the back seat of a car and... Well, this is an urban legend. That's what Tiffany would say. I think she typically thinks what? that that means it's not true. It kind of sounds like that urban legend, the guy mm-hmm. with the hook who escaped yes. from jail yeah. on the hook. They find the hook on the car the next morning. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Well, that's, I think yeah. that's what that's inspired by. Yeah. There's right. a movie called Urban Legend. Oh, there is. <laughs> this girl, she's driving around and she pulls up to a gas station and she gets really creeped out by the gas station attendant and it's pouring rain. She eventually escapes him 
uh, because he's trying to like wave her down and, and, and really he's signaling to her to stop because there is a guy in the back of her car. Should we watch Urban Legend at some point and do For a the movie podcast? review, a random yeah, bonus episode yes. of Absolutely, Urban Legend? right? Yeah. Okay. I can tell you what movie we should watch is Bloodsport because Ray is in this episode. Incredible. Oh, yeah. He's yes. the guy that she's afraid of. Donald Gibb. Kumate. Yeah. Kumate. Kumate. The American from Bloodsport. Yeah, that guy's awesome. So, so this story's story been similar. done. The story's been done okay. before. So the guy would have to have followed her out of the bar, super stalkery, to notice. Or just her. leave at the same time. It doesn't have to be that creepy. Yeah, but she got in her car. The parking lot was empty. And he would have had to poke his head out. No, you know what I think right? it was? I think the story wants you to believe that he was driving on the oh, road. Oh, and he like, and saw, the guy in the backseat like, yes. kind no. of did the thing yes. and the shadow. And then that's he was like, I, oh no, honk, honk, beep, beep. That's exactly bump, how bump. I took it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All the but car sounds. That would have been, yeah, okay. Yeah, honk, honk, I guess beep, that, beep, that, beep, that, that would have given the story away, but that would have been really creepy. I would have loved to see this story, the Beyond Belief story from that guy in the backseat's perspective. Can he believe <laughs> that some guy that she was freaked out in at a bar is the guy who caught him. Holy shit, I'm about to kill this woman and now I'm about to get killed by some other guy. Beyond belief. Beyond belief. Part, part, part of me was like, these two guys are friends and this is their ploy to get a girl at the bar. Like, Wham. one of them saves the other one's life and then I think he asked her out to coffee after. <laughs> right. Definitely looked episode. like it. You're gonna say yes to coffee after saving... For a guy me. that saves your life, I... Melissa, yeah, I, I like, mean, would you say yes? <laughs> no, not she to that guy. Not say yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, no to, no to a lunch, but yes to a coffee. <laughs> Although I will say, the guy in the bar was very, very nice, which made me think that he wasn't going to end up being a villain. Right. He was way too nice, and he was not actually that creepy, even though she got creeped out. You know, this show can be campy at times, but this line of dialogue was really unsettling. She said, I want to run out of here, but I'm going to walk out calmly. And it was like, ooh, that feels like something that people feel a lot. You know, just like, right. I'm just going to act totally normal. I'm just going to walk right to my car. I'm not going to... You don't want to make a scene. Yeah, you don't want to make a scene. For me, this story is just... I don't know if it actually is based on truth, but it is very believable. It feels like, yeah, of course someone could have seen someone in the back of a car. Uh, Jesse, with your your thing here that yeah. he was spotted. So the guy would come up to kill her yeah. and he'd be like, there's a light on me. And then he wouldn't kill. And then like yeah. somebody honked their horn and he'd be like, oh, never mind. I yeah. would have just pulled over, though, at the beginning. If I the guy's know. honking, like maybe he's just trying to pass you. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You're on a back road. It was winding. If she pulled, well, she didn't have anywhere to pull over. Yeah. Oh, it would have been scary. We've talked about it. Let's go ahead and make our predictions. So first up, Chris, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Well, in the beginning, she said she needed to visit her sick grandma. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's fake. Fiction. <laughs> this is a uh, an urban legend, and they just kind of stole from that. So I'm going to go with fiction. All right, Mark? It does seem like an urban legend. But does that mean but it's more likely false because urban know. legends are... Yeah. I thought urban legends came from truth. Yeah, well, exactly. Wouldn't they write... Wouldn't I the writers say it, could, it came it from be, truth? It could be based on an old thing. Well, if they know of it as an urban legend, I don't think that's basis for a fact. No. Oh, no, no, no. I think legend. it has to be actually accounted Have for. Have you seen how wide the basis of fact is on this show? <laughs> with that, I'm going to go with fact. Melissa, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Your first prediction of the show. I think she made some questionable choices, but I'm going to go fact. All right. And I'll go next. I buy into the urban legend of this. I feel like it is a little too guy with a hook on his hand. So I'm going fiction. Last up, Kyle. I think I'm going to go fact. 
And I'm and I'm on the fence about whether or not in urban legend they would call factor fiction on this show. I, I'm not sure. I so, think if they base if they do a little more research and they find the source, I think it's okay to go fact. But if maybe. they just hear of an urban legend I and they say know. that's fact, that's a little stretchy. We don't know, but uh, I'm going to go sure. fact. I'm going to go fact okay. on this one. Kyle's going to go fact, and every episode we flip a coin. The coin is predicting, right? Like the coin's its own person. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's making his, he own, has his own thoughts. So heads is fact, tails is fiction, <laughs> and we just do that to see if. If random chance is better than predicting the truth than we are, sometimes it is. Let's go ahead and find out what the coin predicts. Fact. All right, the coin is predicted fact. Is this story fact or is it fiction? The answer is going to be revealed at the end of the show. So stick around and we'll find out at the end of the show the truth of all these stories. Let's move on now to story number two, which is called... Magic, (laughs) which is called Magic Mighty Man. This is ridiculous. That was Lenny, always more concerned about another's safety than his own. But today, he should have worried for himself. Look at this guy, huh? That's a nice jogging suit he's got there. I think it looks better on me. What do you think? Help! 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 I'm being being pants! Help! Magic Mighty Man? That is- Which was previewed before that segment even happened. Oh, right. They yeah, started please. this brand new thing that we don't know if it'll happen again, but out of nowhere, it was like coming up on Beyond Belief, and it would show like a 20-second clip. It showed everything it sh- from the story. <laughs> it just shows you people taking another man's pants. <laughs> I was hooked. Save it for the next story. <laughs> Jonathan Frakes, the host of the show, intros this story and says, regarding, like, homeless people, some call them bag ladies. Others call them angels of the streets. Has anyone heard that ever? Never. That's not a thing. I'm going to use it now. Melissa, give us a recap. What happened in this story? All right. So our main character in this story is Lenny Fields, who is described as an out-of-shape comedy writer. And he's been doing a lot of runs in Griffith Park in L.A. And he (laughs) runs into Gloria, who not only is a bag lady, but she's a treasure hunter. And they seem to be really good friends, and he worries about her welfare. Well, one day, he is running through the woods of Griffith Park, and he runs into two 'er ne'er-do-wells. And uh, one looks like Harley Kiner from Boy Meets World. (laughs) And uh, these thugs decide to steal his tracksuit, and then they lock him in one of... As you do. Of the old cages at the old L.A. Zoo. (laughs) And then Gloria shows up, (laughs) lets him out, and he's sitting there in his banana boxers, and she gives him um, some clothes from her trash cart, (laughs) which happened to be a discarded Halloween costume that's like a Superman costume with an M on it. So he's walking out of Griffith Park feeling really good about himself, and he runs into the two thugs again, and then um, he describes himself as... Uh, magic mighty man and then he he suddenly has all the confidence in the world and also the strength and throws one across the way and gets his watch back and his clothes and then he says he wants to wear it to his high school reunion yeah you know i'm going to my high school reunion soon and i gotta wear this costume to show those people guys this is the story i've been waiting for it's so good it has a superhero in it yep i'm the nerd here here we go love it Best story ever. Melissa, I have to say your recap was great. It also kind of sounded like just stream of consciousness because this story was so out of control, bizarre. Yeah. So real quick, is it possible that a man who dons a superhero costume 
gets the strength and the self-confidence to beat up muggers that previously took his stuff. Is that even possible? Is that, that's what we're talking about. See, I kind of saw this as, uh, it wasn't the suit, it was the words. Me too, Gloria. She, she, she's a sage. She, she empowered him, yes. Mm-hmm. The angel of the street gave yeah, him with the, the words, wisdom. With the self-confidence and okay. the believing yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself. Angel in the streets, devil in the sheets. Generally, these stories about moms that their child is trapped under a car and then they suddenly summon the strength, like... I think that the human brain is capable of doing these things, and it just needs an but excuse. But over a costume? Maybe. Well, maybe. and also, I mean, what's super strength? I mean, the real-life story, you could have just, like, maybe fa- caught them by surprise from, like, behind and, like, punched them in the back of the head. <laughs> no, there was no punching. He was or picking I, them well, up yeah, <laughs> by one hand and hurling them he was like Arnold from Hercules in New York. Whoa, Arnold's first movie. Yeah. Is that true? Th- yeah. I yeah, didn't even, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. How do you know about that? Uh, I heard a podcast about it. <laughs> I watched it in college. So yeah, no, no, he definitely, the way the show portrays it is he legitimately gets this super strength. Well, I mean, it did look like that. I thought it was just, he just just threw them to the ground. It definitely. And the editing made it seem more mighty. Yeah. (laughs) Right. This one is so bizarre. It's one of those things where it's so bizarre that it's probably real because how would the writers write this? The writers were like me and they're like, we want to write a superhero story. (laughs) They could have done it so much better. (laughs) But can I also be the voice of who told this story? story like what actually happened here this guy has this moment of strength takes these guys out there's never any police officers involved there's never any moment where anyone would really document this i guess if he's a comedy writer in la he told his writer friends who write on a show called beyond belief (laughs) (laughs) but then like but then where does that go like he tells some friends and then they're like "Ooh, this actually happened that's the thing that is stopping me from wanting to but it's it's so fact on this obviously fiction <laughs> that I don't gotta, know. I feel like some trash lady could have some clothes and like get him out of the cage. So like, Maybe we could not call them it? trash ladies. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> angels of the street. Angels is of the street. a bag lady technically homeless? Like that's I a good question. The most know. unbelievable thing for me is that such a kind, wise, charismatic old lady. Like nobody would help her, and they just leave her in Griffith Park. To, right, like, and then what happens yeah, to she her? Was, she was amazing. Wait, hold on. And how so, did the you know how did the outfit fit him so well? He's a successful writer, and he no one said successful. He was a writer. And then he gets this newfound strength. And, and then what happens to her? Does she's he help her? She's still in Griffith Park. Why is he not helping her? He bought her a, a juicy chili cheeseburger. She doesn't like to take his money. End. I also have to say, the other thing that really struck me as the most unrealistic about this is that these muggers see this guy jogging along and they're like, that's a nice jogging suit. Look better on me. I'm like, who steals a jogging suit? Fiction. Like, and then later, right? like, we're going to take your underwear. I don't know. Let's go ahead on to predictions and see what we think about this one. Kyle, why don't you go first? Fact or fiction here? Fiction. Um, <laughs> yeah, who, who's telling this story? Does he, is he, he's a comedy writer. Can you believe anything he says afterwards? Is the homeless lady talking about it? The guys who got beat up? Man, fiction. Next up, Mark. It's so fiction that it has to be fact. This Ooh. is so tough. I want to say fact because obviously they're going to like, he's going to, Jonathan Franks is going to smile and be like, it happened. And, uh, <laughs> like, oh, no, it didn't. But it's uh, fact. <laughs> Next up, Chris, what do you got? Fiction. Come on, move on. That's what they want you to think, Chris. Well, then I'm falling for it. <laughs> Melissa. Okay, I'm voting for the trash lady and I'm voting fact. Thank Ooh. you. Good for you. All right, sounds good. I'm voting fiction as well. Where would this have been? I don't know. If they say fact, if he does that smile thing and he goes, it happened, I'm going to be like, how did you find out about it, though? I'm not going to. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter, ultimately. 
Uh, the mom. It does matter, Mark. <laughs> All right, guys. That's why we're here. What does the coin predict? Sorry, Are we going to beat random chance on this one? Let's find out. Fact. Oh, All right, the coin it. is predicting mm, fact. Coin and I agree. Yeah, here we go. Thing. And let's move on to story number three of today, which is called The Student. What? That's you get up really early for class, I guess. That was for Rufio. Oh my god, I forgot. Can we all, oh, um, we'll talk about this later. Please put your tests on my desk, right side up. I was suddenly aware of one student who was still at his desk. He was a student I didn't seem to recognize. Look, I'll call someone. No, don't take another step. A teacher with dreams of becoming a travel agent. Yeah. And my favorite is she goes, I wonder if teaching wasn't my life's passion. Maybe I should have been a travel agent and seen all those exotic places. And then we're all looking around like, that's not what travel agents do. No, you sit do. behind a desk. <laughs> they look at pictures of them. And you go and online. And you book places and you book for, other, for people. other people to go and enjoy themselves. <laughs> right. And you probably don't get much vacation. But we love travel agents. <laughs> We'd love to go on a trip. Yeah, exactly. Anything you can, do, anything you can donate to Tropical, the podcast. Tropical, this time of year would be great. Kyle, what happened in this story? The story is about a new teacher, but it's a hard school. Think like Dangerous Minds 2.0 here. Everybody's not taking these tests seriously or whatnot. They're treating her kind of like dirt. Everyone leaves the class except for the teacher. And then she looks up and sees this student in the back of the room who she doesn't recognize, who gets up, puts the test down with this beautiful essay that she reads a little later, and he disappears into the hallway. She can't find him. So she reads the essay, and it's this beautiful, inspirational thing about how great she is as a teacher and what she needs to do. And then all of a sudden, he appears and starts walking towards her. And at the last moment, she stands up, and a drive-by shooting happens, and her desk and chair get completely shot up. And because she stood up, she didn't get shot. And then all of a sudden, this person is disappeared again. The principal, another teacher, run out to make sure she's okay. And she mentions his name, Rudy Hernandez. And they're like, Rudy Hernandez is a student from a long time ago who got killed in a drive-by shooting. Dead the whole time. So this story is about a ghost of a former student coming back to save the life of a teacher in the same way that he died. Is that possible? Oof. It was, this was this is probably my favorite story of the of the pack today. Really, oh my, God. my I, favorite I episode of Boston Public ever. <laughs> <laughs> Same channel. That's was true. it. Wait, yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, it was good. Fox, um, Boston so, Legal, Boston Public, all the Bostons. Were they connected? I think it was the same creator. Yeah, David oh. E. Kelly, David E. Mm-hmm. Kelly, Alan McBeal. My question about this and why I'm kind of <laughs> pretty <leading>. little lies. <laughs> Do we have any more? Can I we... think that's it. That's his whole resume. Is Alan McBeal worth watching? I love that show. I it, enjoyed it too. It's v- really it's it's a very ahead of its time. I watch Alan McBeal with my mom. Me I too. Still I still see that, that in Melrose yeah. Place. Monday. I still oh, see yeah. that baby sometimes <laughs> on the other side of the room. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then and then when you see the baby, you jump up, and then a shooting happens, and you've just escaped death. The thing that gets me caught up on this story. <laughs> Because I was leaning fact. What's the reason for the essay? Like, why do we need that part? We talk about this sometimes. It seems like ghosts uh, stories, a lot of them have this kind of moral leaning where it's like, you know, she was like, I don't know if teaching's right for me. She needed in that moment to know this is the career she needs to stay in. Because she could have also been saved by the school shooting and been like, Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to be a travel agent. And just like the last story, we have a character giving someone confidence, their abilities Mm, and whatnot. But but Chris, Chris, I want to know about the ghostly aspect of this. I think that this is totally within the realm of possibility that someone could find a paper on their desk that has something written on it and then see something 
that is not an actual person. So can a ghost create something that you can physically hold, like that piece of paper? Well, they can point your attention to things that are physically there. So and Yeah, but somebody else in her class did not true. write that essay. <laughs> and then it was gone. She made that perfectly and then, clear. Yeah, and, then, and then the essay disappeared. The question for me in terms of ghosts is always, you had brought up in this old episode we did in season one, The Subway. Is the ghost physically making the subway move back and forth or just affecting the mind of the person yep. and making them think that the subway's So she away. thinks she's holding a piece of paper. And right. Or she is words. holding a piece of paper and what she sees on it is something that is just kind of in her mind, but it's not actually something written on the paper or something like that. Who knows? I can tell you this ghost wanted her to think happy thoughts so she could fly. Does anyone think this isn't? <laughs> oh, that's oh, a good You ruined my segue. Go ahead. Because the ghost in this is Dante Basco, who is Rufio yes, from Hook. That's correct. We, so, I spotted man. him even in our low YouTube download quality of this episode. <laughs> I spotted him 40 feet away and I was like, that looks like Rufio. And it was. I have some qualms. Yeah. Well, you had brought up a really good point. Listen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hook came out in 1991. This was 1998. This ghost role did not speak. What were your agents doing, Dante? Hey, you were Rufio. People loved you. You're going to come back. Do I have any lines? No. 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 Am I going to get paid as much? Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) I don't have to do as much work memorizing lines and I get paid as much? Sure. He's not getting paid as much as he got for all the actors in this show are probably non-union, right? It's like investigation discovery. This is something. This is a different topic. (laughs) He is is definitely union. Melissa Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Listen, I need a job. All right, guys. (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on to the predictions of this segment. Do we think it's fact? Do we think it's fiction? First up, Melissa, what do you think? You know what? I'm going to go fact. All right. Reasonable. A I'm- shoulder shrug. <laughs> if I go next, I'm going to be very mad because I was going to base mine on your argument. Which was <laughs> <laughs> Rufio. <laughs> Which was Rufio. Chris, why don't you go next? Fact uh, or fiction? I'm going to piggyback and say fact. I agree with Melissa. Cool. All right. Thanks, Chris. Kyle? My gosh. I'm trying to look at like what stories are coming up <laughs> doing that game. Playing the metagame. Um, I'm just going to go fiction. I have no idea. I have no clue. I got nothing going on this one. Mark, Mm. what do you think? Mark. Well, we also talk about when things are kind of touching. That kind of stuff is going to be fact. You know, you don't want to present that and be like, nope, it didn't actually happen. So (laughs) for that reason, I'm going to go fact. All right. I'm up next. Is it possible that a woman thinks that she saw someone in a room stood up and then gunfire riddled the room and her life was saved? Yeah, it's And then she knew his name and said it to the principal and the principal was like, yeah, oh, but that kid died. You know what? I think it's possible that this person's been at the school and heard people's names mentioned in the halls. Yeah, I'm going to go fact on this one. I think it is possible that it happened, but what does the coin predict? Fact as well. Uh, let's go ahead on to another creepy story, probably the creepiest of the stories, which is called Scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's the creepiest then I, then story. Then I say the name and it's like, was it creepy? <laughs> Carl, are you okay? Somebody help me! One week after Earl's death, Marlene and her sister Bonnie are packing up for a move to Bonnie's house. If I could just find that insurance policy, you know? I never wanted to talk about this stuff with Earl, and now I'm broke, and it's my own fault. Don't blame yourself. You looked everywhere. There's nothing else you could do. Mark, this story is called Scribbles. What happened in this? this Um, Yeah, there's a couple with a son 
And the father takes out a life insurance policy and, of course, like a week later dies. Four years um, later. Four, four, years, four years later? Four years later. Yeah. <laughs> totally missed that. It would have been a much better viewing if yeah. I knew that. Uh, four years later, he dies. <laughs> the magic child? Like the child all of a sudden was in her, in her belly and then boom, there he was talking. Oh, I was wondering. Have a good day, Dad. <laughs> You're two weeks old. Okay, so the wife was pregnant in the beginning. So I thought she had a kid and was pregnant. And then they just didn't mention the baby later. <laughs> she got really scared. Okay. Okay, four years later. Okay. <laughs> moving on. So the father has a heart attack and kid is, it's like days later or maybe years later. I don't know at this point. <laughs> and the kid is like, you know, he's he's doing his scribbles. He's like hanging out and he's drawing. He's drawing. To keep okay. his, they call him scribbles. Well, it just sounds really patronizing when you say the kid is doing his scribbles. I know, it, was, scribbles. it wasn't me. It was the aunt who called, look at these scribbles. They were full on drawings. They were b- b- great drawings for a four-year-old. <laughs> Um, and so pretty much the aunt notices in these drawings that there's like this shorthand, which I guess is a type of, um, writing or I don't know. I've never. Yeah. It's a very old fashioned thing. I don't think people really do it, but like, you know, it, it's just, it's designed to maximize efficiency in writing. So you can write much more quickly. Right. Like the word and is like a loop. Okay. Anyway, so the kid is doing this weird shorthand scribbles within his drawings. The aunt reads shorthand. She's like, oh, it's like an account code or number. So they go to the bank. There's a safety deposit box. And they find the life insurance policy inside. Which she couldn't find before. Oh, miss that part. So she couldn't find the life insurance policy. Because they never talked about it. Right. Like she couldn't find the life insurance policy and she was completely broke and had no money. Yeah. But communication because, is very well, which is believable. I put off serious issues as much as I can. Yeah, no, a lot of people do. So, I'm an so adult. what we're talking about in this story <laughs> is you don't have to defend yourself one minute. Yeah, Kyle. you do. No, you <laughs> don't. Is it possible that a child's drawings contain some secret code? that let the mom find the life insurance policy that she had misplaced and was not able to find. No. Mark, I kind of <laughs> Mark, I kind of got your impression that like the father had used shorthand and the kid had just seen Yeah, or seen maybe it, the, and he was, was drawing it as well. Possibly or and happened something... to draw the exact So no, he he was just <laughs> pretty much duplicating what he saw his dad make. Oh, writing. I see what you're saying. Oh, maybe or it was like the dad could be commuting with him from the other side. That's definitely what the story yeah, seemed I to think, imply. Right. The sto- the ghost or the spirit the ghostly kind of element the for this is that the dad is speaking to the wife through the son. That's a much more compelling than what Jonathan Frakes he tries to kind of play both sides and say like this is one plausible explanation or maybe it was the dad from beyond and I was like this like quote unquote plausible explanation was is it possible that the aunt secretly inserted the symbols to communicate to the mom and knew the whole time about the safety deposit box <laughs> what I was like that's what? what he said he said that and I was like that is wild speculation or, or the aunt could have just told her okay now now it's coming to me what if the aunt and the dad were having an affair here we go. Right. I love these. And she did know about the safety right. deposit box. And, and the she, only way to realistically mm-hmm. communicate oh, that geez. was to... So wait, uh, you're saying the aunt then went and drew those symbols on the kid's drawing? I thought it was silly at first, but like if there was an affair happening... Mm-hmm. Then she wouldn't want to just go She to wouldn't want to yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie too? I, I mean, I would cast Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> in every segment as every actor. Melissa's like That's shaking so her head. crazy. <laughs> I, just, I can't. These are Jesse's crazy it's theories. Like now in 2017, just like check your email for insurance. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I have a policy with yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right. We never talked about it, so I didn't know. It, it did strike me as a little 
far-fetched that paperwork. Like, why would you keep that in a safety deposit box only? You wouldn't have to because the only people that could get the money would be the people who right. in the policy. Right, there's so no reason to like, keep it's, that. It's not worth anything. Yeah. In and of itself. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of torn on this one, honestly. And that kid looked frightened by his... Oh, like, he was so he, frightened looked by like his, his father's heart attack. dad was going to crawl <laughs> at him and attack him. <laughs> yeah. The mom made no effort to call an ambulance. You wonder if the dad died because she just stayed there like... Hoping he'd get better. Taking off his tie. Yeah. And, and ushering her kid back into the house. Get inside. <laughs> Don't call the police. Uh, Don't call him. I'm sure it's just a heat stroke. Or he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's going to walk it up. Cut to the funeral. <laughs> Maybe the kid should have been drawing those signs earlier to warn about the dad's heart attack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. nice. Take oh, an was aspirin. he a fortune teller? <laughs> Take yeah. it, he's writing in shorthand. Take an aspirin. Take Drink some more water. <laughs> Daily aspirin. Stop eating as much sugar. Um, All right, guys. Let's go ahead <laughs> And move on to the predictions. Fact or fiction? First up, Mark, what do you got? Um, Yeah, I'm going to go fiction. This seems very beyond belief-y, like in a fiction kind of way. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Melissa. Fiction. Ooh. Thank you. Also, talk to your spouses about finances. (laughs) The importance of communication. (laughs) Kyle. I'm going fiction as well in this one. Jesse, you sold me on the whole, um, like, Freak's kind of trying to play devil's advocate at the end, and it was just ludicrous. Like, he couldn't even come up with a good reason. (laughs) Exactly. I'm up next, and I'm going fiction solely for the reason there's no reason to put a piece of worthless paper in a safety deposit box. It has no inherent value. That's the most ludicrous part to me. Hmm. Chris, what do you got? I hear all of you guys. (laughs) But I can't do it. Whoa. <laughs> Fact. Whoa. Part of me also wants to be right and all of you be wrong. Oh. oh. oh well, that's, that's, <laughs> the truth comes out. Yeah, truth comes out. Very team mentality, Chris has got. Wow. Let's see what the coin says. So far, the coin has predicted fact on everything. Fiction. Oh. The coin and I are one. The, the, the coin's like, I can't go with Chris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. After that yeah. explanation. All right, guys, let's move on to the fifth and final story of today, which is called Count Mystery. The horse is named Count Mystery. And the mystery is, how does he do what he does? Ask Count Mystery a question, and he will spell out the answer by turning over a series of special letters. And as if this weren't fantastic enough, Count Mystery seems to also possess psychic powers. He has been responsible for the solving of eight major crimes in the last 20 years. This story is called Count Mystery, and it is the story of a child who goes missing. A newscaster is covering the story. There's no leads. 24 hours pass by. 48 hours pass by. The mother's freaking out. But they believe that the son is still alive. So the camera woman goes up to the newscaster and says, do you remember that story we covered a few years ago about the psychic horse? And the newscaster goes, yeah, we were almost laughed out of the station. Turns out the horse is still alive. They go to the horse and the horse leads them to the location of the actual still alive living boy. So do we believe that a horse can actually lead them through? Now, the way that that happened was there was this array of metal letters on a fence a through Z. And it was like, count mystery. Uh, where's the boy at? And it would go over to like N and then W. And so it's like NW, uh, Northwest. The boy's Northwest. We're at Northwest. And then they'd set the letters back up and he would knock over 
W E L well. Oh, he's in a well. So yeah, it was this they acted good. like they were solving things, but this, the horse was literally spelling it out for them. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It is great. This is very unbelievable. Well, yeah, it is unbelievable, isn't it? Well, you hear about um, all. Wasn't there recently like a famous octopus that was supposed to be able oh, to predict right. sports events? Sports events, and I don't know the the FBI and police forces. They use psychics all the time for missing persons cases. So why is this different? Right? It could be a. I animal. still don't think it's true. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> what? Yeah, wait, was the, horse, was the horse like at an FBI ranch and we just missed that part? Duh. Yeah, yeah, you probably did miss that part. Just like the <laughs> okay. four years later Animals part. can do crazy stuff. I don't know. I think, it, I think if it's true, the trainer was probably just like had trained it so well that it was like, over there. I, ha- I had the a trainer psyching and teaches him what to to say. Well, you know, there's a, a psychics <laughs> everywhere, but if you can teach a horse to just like spell out what you just said, that you'll get more notoriety. Like right. if you're just like, oh, I'm psychic, it's like call me when your horse is psychic. Maybe someone <laughs> said that to him once. The thing that <laughs> the thing that struck me in this episode, what actually could have happened if we push aside the paranormal aspect? They make mention of like. The horse actually solved several murders out of like 20 unsolved cases. It solved like eight of them. That was part of the story as well. What if the horse trainer is just the murderer? Wow, jeez. And oh. then uses the horse. Okay, if you type in W-E-L on the panel, then I'll give you a character. These are all really out yeah, there speculating. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like, what if the reporter asked the questions in a different order? And the horse was like, shit, Northwest was supposed to be the last thing I said. Crap. Yeah. Um, it's a far, I it's mean, a far fetched. Okay. Thing. Okay. Let's, let's, let's imagine that the spelling thing is the fictitious part of a rest of a factual story. You mean like, the horse literally he, he, hitting the, like they found an animal that helped them find a missing child. If this story was the horse owner gets on the horse and the horse gallops to the location of the child, that would feel so much more believable to me. It's still the same kind of idea, yep. the horse leading them to the... But that, for some... Like, spelling it out with, like, panels and stuff. Yeah, but that would be so believable that the writers are like, all right, we need to make this a little wonky. Let's have the horse well, be able to like, spell. When it says based on a true story... How true does it have to be? Oh, yeah. so... I like, I like to think <laughs> 70. 25%. Kyle likes I'm to a think low Kyle's gone up. It was 10, then 15. <laughs> now it's 25. No more than 25. But here's what I will say. As much as I think this story is kind of completely hoo-ha, I think that... A lot of psychic stories are about hits and misses, where psychics predict a thousand things. Yep. Three of them come true. We remember the three. We forget the 997 ones. Maybe out of a thousand cases that they came to the horse, it solved like four of them because okay. it spelled out random stuff. And, you know, who knows? Just dumb luck. Dumb luck, I think. That's like the Roomba. I got a Roomba recently. It doesn't learn the room. It just, just keeps it just keeps hitting it into things right. until it hits gets all the dirt. Some days it does better. Some days it doesn't clean up anything. You know, there you go. The Roomba. <laughs> if you got the nine hundred series, I know the nine hundred se- series could have mapped the room. But that's the thing. You you put a Roomba in the middle of Manhattan, it's gonna find a dead body eventually, <laughs> right? <laughs> and clean up those streets at the same time. Yeah, that's New true. York. Come on, that's true. Jeez. It's like what is that? The that's the, a TV the, show. The monkey hitting the typewriter. Eventually, it'll yeah. write the Odyssey. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Fact. Fact, uh, fact, 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 fact. Are you just saying that because you're excited about it? No, because I totally believe an animal can help solve a crime. Well, you know those. Okay, I'll I'll save mine for the my prediction. Great, it's my turn. (laughs) You know there are some like breeds of poodle that can actually spell out. (laughs) 
like words and read words this. and you get i've seen them do flashcards and they'll sit they'll read sit and what they'll kind sit. of poodle they're smart animals and i'm and horses are also really smart so i wouldn't be surprised why not a dolphin or a monkey though uh i'm gonna say fact <laughs> <laughs> thank you all right next up melissa all right i'm gonna say fiction <gasps> oh my heart. Horses do you not love horses don't know english <laughs> <laughs> It's very simple for Melissa. They don't know English. <laughs> I'm going to say fact, and I, I'm, I'm only saying it because I think that humans are really good at pattern recognition. Like, uh, what do you, you roll runes, or what do people do? They, you know, tea leaves? Tea leaves, yeah. yeah. But you even at, if that... You look in the tea leaves and you see a face or something. Even I, if that were the case, you have to think, well, that is the universe. Maybe, like, but I'm going fact on this one. Maybe you do, Chris. Mark, what do you think? I do not think this story is horseshit. So I'm going to go fact. Yeah, oh, you man, are. It's just yes. me. Yes. Oh, All right. No. Melissa, sometimes being on the outside is good because you could be the only person to get it right. Let's flip the coin. That's where the grass is. Hey, it is. Oh. Fact. Sorry. <laughs> the coin and I part ways. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we have made all of our predictions. The coin has made its predictions. And in a moment, we're going to find out which stories are fact, which stories are fiction. We'll be right back. This week's episode of Beyond Beyond Belief is brought to you by Unscribbler. Do you think that your children are hiding secret messages in their artwork that you cannot decode? Well, we've got the app for you. This is great. Chris and I just tried this app out today. Yeah, I am known for my childlike drawings and my poor artwork. Your drawings are... Are... Not improving. No, they're a work in progress, and that progress is indefinite. The point of this is, basically, it's like a camera app. You take it out. You take a picture of your child's drawing. Right. It'll analyze it through an advanced algorithm. Yeah. And it breaks down secret messages that your children are hiding. And the fun thing is... You can actually take pictures of more than artwork. You, I took a picture of a child today. It just said, applesauce, applesauce, nanny, nanny, applesauce. It's basically, it tells you what they're thinking in the moment. Now right? that I think about it, this app is incredibly <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> and probably that should have been the selling point, not the artwork. Right. Bury the lead, why don't you? Like, they didn't mention any of this. It's uh, a mind-reading app. Absolutely. That's what this is. Yeah, this absolutely. app can read children's minds. And I guess there's a there's an age when it just stops working. So get as many photos as you can early. Find out which brother actually used thumbtacks on grandma's chair. Find out which uh, sister buried uh, the neighbor's dog uh unscribbler <laughs> it's it's the best app that i've used this year and it's you know it's not very far into the year yet um uh, download this app unscribbler it's n-s-c-r-b-b-l-r unscribbler oh i see it's just a very complicated um what what, is it? what are we app yeah but what's the uh What's another word for? I think we're good. Okay. All right. It's time to find out which stories are fact and which stories are fiction. First up, Bright Lights. This was the one about the man in the back seat who was thwarted by a good Samaritan from the bar. Now, as a reminder, Kyle, Melissa, and Mark, you think this story is fact? Chris and I think this story is fiction. Let's find out. Was this story based on an actual event? No way. 
It's a made oh, up tip. Oh, come on. Fiction. No. Oh, this right. is going to be bad. This is going to be real bad. We just saw that coming. Let's go ahead on to story number two, which is called Magic Mighty Men. Has to be fact. Magic Mighty Men. Mark, you and Melissa think this is fact. Kyle, Chris, and myself think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this story of sudden strength and courage was real? You're right. Yes! It happened. Fact. Yeah. Okay, even if it was real, though, that story would have been so much more better off if it was written by Count Mystery. <laughs> you just think there was a trash lady. She had some clothes. That's the end of the story. That's it. How did the <laughs> superhero guy get that one wrong? All right, guys. Let's go ahead on to story Where's number... Where's this guy now? This guy exists somewhere? Let's get him on the show. He probably writes for like two broke girls or something. <laughs> let's go ahead on to story number three. Is called The Student. This is the one about the ghostly student from the past that saved a woman from the same fate that he suffered. Now, Melissa, Chris, Mark, and myself believe this story is fact. Kyle, you think this is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you guess that this story of the student's spirit was fictional? You're right. It never happened. Wait, what? Fiction. Rufio! Kyle, the lone correct answer. It makes me want to take some fake food and throw it in my own face. I'm the pan man now. I am hungry. Story number four is called Scribbles. This is the one about the mysterious life insurance paperwork that went missing and then was found through the scribbles of a child. Now, as a recap, Chris, you think this is fact. Yes, I do. Everyone else thinks it's fiction. Yes, we do. Let's find out what the truth (laughs) is. Did you think this was inspired by an actual event? Yes, it was. (gasps) Fact. Okay, I'm back in the game, guys. Oh, these, these single ones are working out for Chris and I. That's good. Count Mystery, story number five. This is the one about the horse that predicted where the missing child was and solved some other crimes. Now, Kyle, Chris, myself, and Mark think this is fact. Melissa, you're the lone fiction on this one. Let's find out what the truth is. Did a horse like this one really exist? Yes. Oh, this yeah, story it happened. Did. It did. Facts. And a cowboy that ran around like Vanna White changing all the letters when the horse knocked him down. (laughs) All of that happened. Yes. Cowboy. Sorry, Melissa. Cowboy Vanna. It's fine. It was fact. Well, here we are. Uh Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and do a brief recap of who had the worst score and who had the best score, starting with at the bottom. Melissa and I both only got one correct this week, you guys. It's a tough game. It is a tough game. Mm. Melissa, how did you feel? I have a real close relationship with the paranormal, so I would just like to say that's why I got one. That's my explanation. Mm -hmm. I don't actually know why I got one. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, Mark, you guys both got two correct. That's pretty good. Hey, if I tie with Mark, it's a good episode. I'll take that. It is. Since when did we start saying two is very good? When this game just got really hard. (laughs) Oh, right. Really hard all of a sudden. Yeah, it is. I thought this was really going to bring down my record, but I guess not so much. And Chris... Three correct. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. The winner of this 60%. week. 60%. The sole winner. This episode kind of crushed everybody. Mm. Even the coin. What did the coin get? Yeah, what the coin The get? coin only got two. Oh. Correct. <laughs> what the horse it- speaks English. <laughs> yeah. Now we all learned. It's like, that horse might still be alive today. It lives, what, how many years? Like 30? 30 years? It I, could be alive. You said that randomly. You, Mark, someone had said, how long does a horse live? And you said 30 years. I think they can live I up to Googled 30 years. It. I Googled it. 25 to 30 years was the estimate. We are going to that farm in Tulsa, and we are going to meet that, that horse, horse and record is our certain, meeting. Is what? certainly dead. 
Oh. Chris, what would you, if you got one meeting with that horse, what would you ask him? Oh, that's such a hard question. He always asks for more questions. It's not, <laughs> Wait, a, it's not, not a genie. A genie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horse. It's not a genie. Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, my God. We're obsessed with talking of horses. Speaking of obsessions, Melissa, Good segue. you host a podcast called Hashtag Obsessed. I've listened to it. Chris has listened to it. You know what it is? What's nice about it for me is it's just like hanging out. It's like hanging out and chatting with people and learning new things about what people are interested in. Yeah, I've yeah. learned a lot while listening to your show. I learned that uh, you don't like the smell of your own uh, belly button. <laughs> That's true. Oh, right? I love the smell of my belly button. Interesting. It's a, wait, have you guys smelled your own belly buttons? How do you do that? You stick your finger in there, rub it around, and then put it to your nose? Yeah, because no matter, no matter oh. how much you wash your belly button, it always smells. I've never noticed. <laughs> I don't like my belly button. Because you poke it and you're like, there was a piece of me coming out that they chopped uh, off. I never think that. That there's always like a ball linked but in there. So listen, you could fun. you could find out that and and much more <laughs> like that on <laughs> hashtag obsessed, obsessed, which is So how do we find that? If I just go to the iTunes store and I type and I put the hashtag symbol and then write obsessed. Yes. Boom, it pops up. Should be up. the first thing that comes up. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us this week. This is lovely having you on. It's always fun to have a guest on. And uh, it's always fun not to have Tiffany on, to be quite honest. Oh. She won't hear that because yeah. she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, no, no. She's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for joining this week. And thank you guys for listening. And until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. <laughs> that's not a horse. That's just you being frustrated. It's a, it's a frustrated horse. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All clips used are strictly for educational review and analysis and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.